Welcome to Living and Loving Each and Every Day. My name is Susan Jansen. I'm happy to be here with uh, my dear friend and uh, a fellow worker in the field. Her name is Lorena Gregg. And I want to talk today about, and Lorena is going to share with us about PEP. And it's Parents Empowering Parents. It's a society, and they started uh, providing innovative programs back in 2004 and registered as a charity in 2005 as a result of the need. And so parents were out of solutions. They were hopeless, alone, and dealing with issues specifically of substance abuse and addiction in their own family. Um, so our co the co-founders identified the most significant way to help the youth and the adult children with substance abuse and addiction. And they want, and their purpose is to support and educate parents, educate families, and mostly I feel it's being a support to the parents that are that are dealing with this issue. So Lorena, welcome. I'm so glad to have you here today. Oh, thank you so much to have for having me, Susan. Oh, thank you. So, so first of all, we want to just kind of get to the bottom and how this all started. So, just tell us about like your story and why you're in the position that you're in today. Um, sure. My journey to PEP uh, actually has some some curves and some. It's kind of like that journey in life, right up and down. So, and that's why I, we um, call, that's why we called it success to mess to blessed. There we right? go. That's right. That's right. Well, thanks so, for setting this set, set this up for us. Thanks, Susan. So I've been working in the field of um, addictions and recovery for the last 15 years. Um, and when that happened, um, really was uh, based on on some of my backstory. So, you know, I left home when I was 16 years old. I, um, you know, I, I think that when I reflect on my childhood, there was a lot of searching for significance. Um, you know, my, my parents, um, middle-class family, my parents had a business, um, a very successful, had, you know, had worked hard to build up a, a successful business. Um, but I somehow got lost. I, I got lost in, in that a bit. And, and my dad um, had struggled with alcoholism, mm -hmm. you know, so there were some things in the home and and uh, so in my search for significance, I started, um, I started experimenting uh, with drugs and with the lifestyle that, that goes with it. I, I like to say that there was a lot of um, looking for love in all the wrong places mm -hmm. uh, that led me to, um, you know, uh, some traumatic events uh, in my childhood and, and in my adulthood. So, but the one thing that I had learned uh, from home that, that I valued was, um, you know, how to work hard, how, how to work hard and, and to, um, you know, and for that to be part of, of your success. So I worked hard. I um, ended up being uh, on an old boys club. I worked for an old boys club. I was on the, the only female on the team for over 14 years in sales. Wow. Um, I, I, I dug and I, I became what I thought was fairly successful. I had lots of friends that, that saw me as this strong influenced woman, uh, uh, you know, a leader in her field. I was making close to a six figure income. I bought my own house when I was 35, you know, you know, I had the, I had the markers of success of what we look, what we look for in success or what the world looks for in success. Okay. and thought I was on my way, but um, uh, my personal life was a mess. Mm -hmm. And I, I had continued that lifestyle of, of drugs and alcohol 
um, you know, from the time I was 16 years old. And when I hit about 40, uh, it took me to uh, a drug called crack cocaine. Mm. So I, I think that um, by about the third time I tried it, I was addicted. Um, all my morals and my values and things that I thought I'd never do and and this job that that I that I had my identity in, um, you know, all of that came crashing down. It took about three or four years and I lost um, everything that I had built in 25 years. Mm, I, I so became, sorry. Yeah, I became, you know, I like to say broke, busted and disgusted. I was. Mm. I was not just financially bankrupt, but I was emotionally and spiritually bankrupt. Mm -hmm. And I really didn't know uh, who I was. Um, all I knew at that time was my need to escape. Mm -hmm. And in escapism um, was my drug use. Mm -hmm. uh, I um, So, you know, in that journey from success, I, after... Mm -hmm you know, 16 years of, of, of being successful. Um, I, uh, I became uh, a mess. I mean, this was, this was my mess. I was broken. I really didn't know who I was. I didn't know where my identity was. It, you know, I, for so many years, my identity was in my job and the success that that job um, perceived, you know, that perception, right. There were so many mm -hmm. people, colleagues that I worked with that, again, thought I was a strong, uh, mm -hmm. capable woman. And, and so on the outside, you show this face and on the inside, it's totally different. Mm -hmm. So I tried a few um, treatments. Uh, you know, I, I, I knew that I needed help with the addiction mm -hmm. and uh, tried a few 21 day programs, 28 day programs. And I don't know what makes us think that a lifetime of doing things wrong can be fixed in, in 28 mm. days. You know, there's, there's mm. a, addiction is an illness and uh, it, it, you, you really need to work hard at coming out of that. So and it, and it doesn't really end, does it? I mean, it, no, it's, it's a lifelong, it really is a lifelong disease. It's treatable, but it's not curable. Um, right. It's, it's, it's similar to a, our, some of our physical diseases, right? Of course. Yes. Right. So mm -hmm. I, um, in my mess, I, I found, I started going to a church. I started going to a local church thinking that, um, you know, the spiritual aspect would help me. And, but as I was sitting in that church, I was still in my drug lifestyle. I, you know, I, I even became a member of a church while I was still doing drugs and, um, and recognizing that I, I just needed further help. Mm -hmm. So I stepped into a, a long-term program, a long-term residential program at the age mm -hmm. of 43, which mm -hmm. is quite difficult to do when you're in that age. You know, it's it's like, it's, it's really, it's taking a total turn in a total different direction, right? And I think especially with the expectations at, at, at during that time, I think, was that, you know, you had to be successful at 45 yes. and you had to be, do this. And it, it seemed like it was scripted somehow. And we all that expectation was on each of us. Exactly. Exactly. So, I, you know, I was quite broken. I, you know, and I had been taught, you know, um, pay your bills, you know, so to do the financial bankruptcy, I mean, it really did, it did break me. It, it just mm -hmm. really did. There was, um, and I just knew that if I didn't get help, 
the next step for me was was death. It was mm-hmm. really at that point. I was I had line. actually gone from making a six-figure income to living in, of course, I didn't recognize it at the time until I went into recovery. But basically, I was living in a crack house before mm-hmm. I went into this final treatment mm-hmm. center. So it, it had it had really, you know, it, it really takes you down. It, it really does. Um, so I went into residential treatment for a year. Um, and after that year, and, and when I say treatment, it's not just sobriety, it's hard work. It's counseling. Um, is it counseling and, and um, there was a little bit about of that, but there was programming, right? So there was, well, and of course my program was a faith-based organization. So there was lots of spiritual healing. Um, you know, I really do believe that, um, you know, when I say search for significance and identity, um, I really got born again. While I was in that program, it really did. It 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 created a new me. Mm-hmm. And um, after the year of 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 doing you know classes um, and and community living with you know sixteen other women, right? I mean, it was <laughs> you know it, it was a different lifestyle. <laughs> let me tell you. Yes. And accountability, and you know, like you, you, it's kind of when you start to um, sobriety and recovery journey, it's kind of like going back to that age when you first started using. Mm. So I'm here's a 43 year old, you know, really once uh, all that starts coming out of my system, digressing to about a 16 year old, right? And and, and just learning life all over again and, and how to do life all over again. And, and um, yeah, and, and recognizing the holistic approach, you know, that all parts of our health is important. Um, So stayed in that program for a year and then worked um, for them for seven years. So after a year, um, they had opened up a second stage transitional housing Mm -hmm. right within the the apartment building. And I, so I went downstairs and then I started working upstairs. So I became their resource, yeah, resource (laughs) and and, uh, public relations person and I even at the end of my time with them stepped into a interim CEO wow. uh, for about eight months. You really this we're talking progressive steps yeah. up. Yes. So you really in, are in right that, in that amazing uh, graphic that we have about succeeding and empowerment and all those things. It's the the woman at the end of bottom of the stairway walking up. Yes, right? that, no, that's exactly right, and a lot with a lot of help along the way. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really, you know, I know this statement is overused, but it really does take a village for mm-hmm. to to help us. You know, we're connected, right? We're all connected, and um, this organization, of course, with the with the foundation of of the faith, mm-hmm. um, really took me to a, a totally different level. I, I. Uh, yeah, I really was able to start healing from the inside and start to project who I was really meant to be to the outside. Right. It was it was it was an opportunity. And now when I look back, I, uh, again, moving into the blessed part, you know, I recognize how blessed I was that um, that my search for significance actually led me to who who I really am, where my identity lies, right? And, and, and of course, and today, and today, where it's brought you today, right? Exactly. So after the the working for this organization, I, I took a little hiatus. I am, um, you know, I think that um, we forget on our journey that um, 
rest is important too. And of course, when I stepped, when I stepped into walking alongside women in recovery and helping them, of course, that was my passion. And I, and I believe part of my purpose. So, so you over, you tend to overdo a bit, right? And, and part of recovery is balance yeah. and learning that life balance. So, um, after leaving that organization, I, I took a, I think it was about a eight month hiatus, um, spent some time in rest and, and wasn't sure, but trusted, trusted mm -hmm. the process that another door was going to open up for me. Uh. And I stepped into the role of executive director for, for Pep Society. Wow. I think you're, I, like, you're, you're the perfect person. You're yeah. like, I mean, who, who better than who's gone through that journey and the troubles and the tribulations and all that, the darkness, right? Yeah. To be shared light for, especially for the parents when they know, I know what it's like when you, when you're sitting in front of somebody and they're telling you what to do. It's like, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's when they say, I've been there and I know what you're going through, you know, and I, you know, then your credibility and um, is just so much brighter and it's such a brighter space for them to learn. Yeah. Grow, right? yeah. yeah. Well, and again, so here, you know, we are born with, gifts and purposes and there is a plan for for our life you know a plan for um for hope and a future and and i was able to to step into that i mean i'm i'm ever evolving like all of us right there, there's always there's always things that i'm learning in this role and 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 the families are educating me that i'm walking alongside and um you know and and to to be a person of of lived recovery um, and be able to, to see the cyclical relationship between the person that struggles with the addiction and the family and yes. recognizing that the family needs recovery too, right? That they are a part of that relationship. And I they think, I think they're, they, and I'm so glad to hear about when I heard about PEP originally, yeah. because I know so many parents who are in that space where it's like they're ignored. And they're the ones going through, they're grieving. I mean, yeah. they're going through that whole thing with, with their children. And I don't, it, I don't say it's worse or better, but it's mm. very difficult. Yeah, it really is. And they need to take their own steps of health mm. and wellness, right? Exactly. So, you know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like looking after that sick child, youth or adult, because they're all our children, you know, as a parent, they're children from the time they're little till the time they're, you know. Um, and, and all the focus ends up being on that. So other siblings in the family kind of get neglected because they're healthy and they're doing okay. And, and the family, and so the family as a whole, their roles change within that, within dealing with that illness. Um, you know, so, so for them to have an opportunity um, that PEP provides to get together, whether in person or virtually, um, you know, get some tools and some knowledge uh, mm -hmm. that can help them uh, stay healthy. Because, oh, my goodness, we see it breaks my heart. We see families mm -hmm. step into those meetings, family members, siblings, grandparents. Right. Because with the illness. Right. Lots of times grandparents are looking after the grandchildren because yeah. their kids are still in active addiction. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so it just impact. I mean, it really is a family illness. And, mm -hmm. and they walk into that room virtual or in person and and they're broken. 
just like I was when I stepped into that residential treatment. They're yeah. broken, right? And and they've come to that place where they just don't know what to do. And 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 you have to be a little selfish in this. You have to, it's that, it's that whole analogy, right? About the um, when you're on the plane and you take the mask, I love that, right? It, it seems so true. Yeah. You, you know, you can't support somebody in addiction and t- unless you're health, you know, until you're healthy and you've got some tools and some knowledge. I mean, let's face it, it's a battle, right? It it's a battle. Yeah. So you need weapons and you need uh, and you need those tools in order to fight that battle, right? And, and support that Pep gives. I mean, right? Because it, it is like just helping you with each step and just reminding people it's okay to take a break right now. And it's mm-hmm. and we're getting and this is where you've been and this is where you're going. Just as a reminder, that's I think that support, just knowing that somebody's on your side. Right. Yeah. And that peer support that they're in the room and it's a safe place and it's non-judgmental and, 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 and we're breaking the stigma, you know, of, of addiction and that, that whole old um, think, stinking thinking about it. Right. Because so you're getting some knowledge about it and, and um, we're breaking shame and, and blame and, and, uh, you know, and, the, and again, that aspect of, of holistic health and mm-hmm. how important it is for each one of us. Right. And, 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 you know, it's hard. It's hard to, oops, that's right. That's <laughs> your tire. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's hard to, um, recognize that addiction can be a lifelong illness of our loved one. Right. So, you know, it's important for us to stay healthy in the midst of that, to, to make sure that we're taking care of our own relate other relationships, you know, how our 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 jobs, our, our other family members. Right. There's there's uh, yeah, it's it's looking at the whole picture exactly. and finding wellness within that picture. Right. Yeah. So that's I think the compassion part is really like where as parents, we, we have children in that situation where you, you can just love them. And that's really, we don't have any more control than that, but it's accepting that we have no control and that what we say and do is not going to make a difference, but we can still love them where they're at. Right. And 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 yeah, no, that that's very true. And we say that to the families all the time, you know, you love that person. You, you learn how to just, you know, you learn how to battle the addiction, right? Because addiction is a, is a brain illness, right? So, Mm -hmm. so it changes who we are. So when I talk about the fact that, you know, that search for significance for me Mm -hmm. and, and my identity, and I I didn't know even who I was anymore because the addiction takes over, Mm -hmm. right? It it, it becomes, it kind of becomes your everything in the midst of it, right? Yeah. It takes control, takes control. Yeah, yeah. Well, Lorena, share with us how, like, what's coming up at PEP and oh. what, how we can get in touch with you. Like, how can people, I know that the people are listening today. I actually had people call me and before the, the podcast because I told oh, them wonderful. they wanted to tune in. So how can they get in touch with you? Okay, so um, um, our email at Parents Empowering Parents, I'll give you the info at pepsociety.ca. Um if you connect through that, um, then you can connect, then they can connect to me. If you wanted to talk to me directly, my email address is executive director at pepsociety.ca. Um, our website again is pepsociety.ca. Um, we have a toll free family support line. So please don't struggle alone. Um, if anybody's out there and they're, 
you know, they have a colleague or a family member or a friend, um, you know, we can, we can help. We can empower you to, to take some steps uh, for your own health and wellness while you're supporting that person in addiction. So our toll-free number is 1-877-991-2737. Again, uh, 1-881-977. Sorry, wrong number. One. <laughs> just having a bit of a brain, a, a little bit of brain fog. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just look. one 991 2737 Of course, okay. you can find all this information on our website. We have a webinar coming up uh, January 30th called Grief is Real. Mm. Uh, recognizing that ambiguous grief is 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 evident when you're supporting someone in a love in a uh, someone in addiction. Mm -hmm. uh, it's free, uh, but you do have to pre-register on the website. So oh. that's Monday, 7 p.m. Uh, to 8 p.m. January 30th. Okay, well, be sure to check the website. There's so much valuable information. And you've got Lorena at the helm here with helping people. So reach out to her as well. Lorena, thank you so much just for being here and for taking the time to do this. And we always want to shine a light on just the important people that provide support for us. And uh, so, so good to have you here today. So thank you so much. Thank you, Susan, for the opportunity. And remember, don't struggle alone. Pep can help. You're not alone. You're not alone. Thanks, everybody. Bye.